Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 31. You're sounding nice and loud on my new computer, Dad. Yeah, well, well, I'm really pleased with that. It wasn't too bad before, was it, at a distance, but now uh, you're, we, it must be really nice for the listeners to... It, we're almost, almost um, uh, together. Uh, almost. Yeah, in the studio. <laughs> Almost. Situation. Yeah. I mean, um, it's probably going to sound a bit echo in my end. You've got a, a nice, comfortable headset. But, um, yeah, I think it's it sounded louder when I just did the tests then. So uh, people should uh, should be able to hear you a bit clearer, if they didn't already. But it's a nice, flash new computer, so hopefully you, you'll come out a bit clearer. Good. Ever uh, up was ever on, was I? <laughs> yeah. How are you anyway? You okay? Oh, yeah. Yep. I've had an interesting week this week few new projects uh, lined up and thought about but I've also taken advantage of the weather because the weather in the UK this week has been quite astonishing so really un- really un- nice unusually hot isn't it yes and un- yeah we, we, we mustn't get too used to it though must we no <laughs> well I don't <laughs> want to all change couldn't it I don't want to jinx it but on my phone it says that on Tuesday it's going to be 31 degrees here Oh, my goodness me. Well, we get it a bit cooler down in Broadstairs here, Steve, don't we? You know, in fact, I was in up your neck of the woods uh, yesterday morning and we came back at lunchtime and we, when we got on the train to come back here, it was pretty warm waiting yeah. on the station. And when we got back here, we got out the train, Broadstairs, and we had to put our coats on. No. It, we did. There was a it was very breezy oh. anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't believe there was there was a drop in temperature. I reckon there was about three or four degree drop. Well, actually where you are to here. Funny you should say that. Today here it's I think it hit twenty nine at one point. Um it was twenty eight, twenty nine. And I looked at Broadstairs and this is incredibly boring. Oh my god, how boring is this for the listeners? Um but I looked on my I looked on my phone and it was twenty two degrees in Broadstairs. I was like, oh you see we've got, we've got an extra seven degrees on you. I know. I know I mean it's all to do with the um it's sort of like a sea misty comes yeah. on. You know, sea mist comes in and also they've got the breeze down here. <laughs> Mind you, I've got to say, if I if given a choice of whether I wanted thirty or twenty nine degrees or 22 degrees, I'd stick to the 22 degrees. I don't yeah. like it too hot. No, it has been been crazy warm. But anyway, anyway, enough about the weather. God, we've been rambling on about the weather for three minutes. Well, how's your... Uh, how have you been, Steve? And how did it go last week? Yes, last week I was... <laughs> I had a very, a very low voice. And I heard, when I heard it back, I was like, blimey, I, I am... I, I was, especially at the beginning, not so much at the end. It, it did act as a warm-up. But at the beginning, I was definitely... God, it sounded like I was ill. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it went it went well. It went okay. Yeah, as good as it could have gone. Um, my voice was there, but it was a little bit tired. I think so. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd been warming up most of the day, <laughs> probably, and uh, the dress run was probably the best best one because it wasn't still it was still quite fresh. But yeah, it was good. It was a long a long night. It was a long. A long show, lots of really good acts, and it was good fun. So yeah, it was great. It went, great. went well, and um, yeah, and then we've started rehearsals for the for the new play. Um, How's that going? Is that going well? It's going very good. Yeah, it's a cracking play. It's really good fun, and the cast are great. So yeah, so I'm back on that Tuesday because 
Uh, tomorrow I'm performing at the V&A in London. Wow. Hey, hey. Are you moving up or are you moving up? <laughs> it's... You better explain the V&A to all our foreign listeners and overseas listeners. Oh, don't don't make me start talking about the V&A. All right. I'll tell them what it is, shall I? I'll, hold on. I've got, it. I've got the website up. I'm so prepared. Oh, right. It's the Victoria and Albert Museum, and it's, it, it says here on the website, the world's greatest museum of art and design. There you go. And, and you're appearing there. And I'm appearing there. And uh, it's part of a uh, special evening that's been arranged um, to do with Terence Rattigan to celebrate yeah. his work. And it's with um, Princess um, George Galitzine, um, also known as Jean Dorney, who I've met, not throwing yeah. that in there, um, name drop in but um yeah so we're, we're doing a few readings of terence ratican's work and uh i'm very very fortunate to be performing there tomorrow in front of i don't know well, a couple of hundred well next uh next podcast you'll have to tell us how that went then i will i will because everybody will be hanging on on their seats for this i'm sure they won't <laughs> you, they will no, but it, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a bit nervous, obviously. Um, I've been reading up a lot today and doing a lot of research into the characters and trying to trying to prepare myself. So I've been reading in the sun, and it's been great. Anyway, let's move on to actual what we're going to talk about today. We've had some really, really good questions and really good feedback this week. So I'm, we're just going to nail through some questions and, and answer some people's emails. Right. The first one I have here is from Jane Richards. And she says, hi, both. I really enjoyed your podcast on soul and art. I'm still trying to find the types of creativity that suit me, that I feel express something of myself. I sing and play guitar, but I find that's not enough. With music and acting, there is nothing physical to show at the end. I'm hoping that, learn, I'm hoping that learning with your tutorials will help me fill that hole. I wondered, Colin, if you felt feel that your art needs an audience for you to feel satisfied or whether the act of creation is sufficient for a self-expression. Being able to show your work to others, is that a bonus or a necessity? When I produce anything, is, there is a definite look-what-I've-done childlike need for confirmation. I'm new to your site and I'm trying, I'm trying hard to find more time for my pursuits above family pressures. Best wishes, Jane Richards. That's a really, really interesting email, Jane. Thank you for that. That's the sort we need. It, 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 it's very thought-provoking, isn't it? Mm. And the first reaction I had to this one, it, it, I searched my own soul and, you know, my own uh, personality and all that. I thought, well, am I really like that? And, of course, I am. Any actor, any performer, any musician... Any artist has a slight ego. You have to have you, otherwise it wouldn't get you on the on the stage or on, on the on the um, on the bandwagon, so to speak. Mm. Uh, it, it depends. That ego depends on the personality involved. Uh, in my case, it was ego. Of course, you think you like the idea of of performing, if you like, and that's why I eventually went into demonstrating because I was demonstrating to a crowd as an actor or as a musician demonstrates their art. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I get a kick out of it. Now, why do I get a kick out of it? Because you hear the appreciation of those people. Mm. So in a way, yes, of course, it is 
to a certain extent, one of the reasons you take this on. Mm. However, I think art is slightly different in as much as you've got something at the end of it. Yes. You know, I mean, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the musician, they perform their, their song or they sing their song or play their piece of music, and that's it, finished. They haven't actually got anything left. Uh, it's only the memory. And an actor is similar. He would act his, his, uh, his role, and that would finish. Now, with an artist, that's slightly different because mm. what we're doing is placing our ideas and our thoughts onto canvas, and we have something at the end of it that we can show people. So it, there is a slight difference there, and I think uh, what Jane's getting at is how, how do how is it wrong to feel or have that childlike, you know, look look at me and look what I can do, and I don't think it is. No. If 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 you didn't think like that, you wouldn't go on the stage, you wouldn't paint, you wouldn't demonstrate, you wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't be doing what I did if if that was the case. So I think it's okay, but I think, like we've said before, what you've got to do, really, whenever you're uh, in the position that we're in, you have to ground yourself, and you have to do that quite early on. And by grounding yourself, then you take full advantage, really, of the situation you're in, and you then have people uh, enjoying uh, what you do and what you are. Mm. Do you agree with me I, on that? I do. I do. I agree completely uh, and entirely. I think a part that's that is absolutely a part of it because you you do it to get that appreciation, that um, sense of accomplishment, but you also do it for self satisfaction. You know, mm. you do it to to say to yourself, "Wow, I did that," and be proud of yourself, like that, like you've achieved something. Mm. It's that sense of achievement um, mm. with yourself, but also that you're able to share that with others. Mm. I think it's. You know, there's lots of other things, but those are two parts, you know. Again. Well, I can tell you a story, Steve, actually, that, that, that really uh, nutshells this. When I first started out, I, was, uh, I wasn't well known. In fact, I was just doing it in, in the extension, you know, not here. This was in the previous house. And I painted and I finished the picture. And I looked at it and I thought, the first thing I thought about, oh, I'm going to have to show this to somebody. Yeah. And I went round to a neighbour who was very receptive and I took it to her. I said, look, look what I've done. And she would say, oh, that's beautiful, Colin. Now, whether it was beautiful or not, I, I was proud as punch. Yeah. And I came back and I carried on and, and that uh, propelled me to the next picture. So, you see, you do have to actually show what you have and what you do off. Mm. Well, it keeps you going, doesn't it? It keeps you going Absolutely. and it gives you a reason to Absolutely. carry on. And this is why when people say to me, do, do you do critiques, Colin? I don't do it because if I was to you know, look at a picture and then uh, perhaps give uh, a neg negative response, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but if I, if I did, you can destroy people. And I, I've seen this happen with uh, when people go to uh, art colleges and especially the local authority art colleges uh, evening classes you know and they do a picture and the 
art, the art teacher would come in and say, oh, a load of rubbish, you know. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you do that all wrong. Well, it happened to you. Totally destroys the person. It happened to you, didn't it? With your it did. Art teacher, it did. So. Yes, it did at school. Yeah. And I didn't pay for 30 years. So, yes, you're quite right. Absolutely. This is, um, it can be devastating. Mm. However, I think still, it's still worth showing somebody what you do. Mm. This is why we're successful, because people put their pictures and we encourage them to do that. Yes. Uh, and, but I never, ever, wouldn't dream of slating anybody. No, no. Wouldn't be fair, because somebody else once said to me, I'm sorry I'm going on about this, but no, it, no. it's quite important. Someone else said to me once, you know, when someone paints a picture and does a picture, that picture is original to them. It's the best they can do. And it's their original work of art. And we must appreciate that that is their original work of art. Mm. And the worst thing you can do is to, whatever your personal opinion is, is to give it and find that that person then is deflated by what you say. Mm. Because every, every, every time you put a pencil to the paper, it is a work of art. Now, whether it's very good or not very good or could do better or whatever is immaterial. It's still a work of art. Yeah. And you mustn't... I've, never, I've always had that opinion and I, I'll never change. You mustn't destroy people. No, well, the thing is, how do people grow and get better if you're shooting them down at the first hurdle? They, they won't. They won't, Steve. They won't, they won't have any... Won't. They, you know, they won't have any drive to do it. So, you know, you're absolutely right. And uh, I, I, I'm glad we agree on that. I think I'm sure everyone else would agree with what you said as well. Um, mm. That that sort of self... Mm. Um, you need that, that feedback. You know, you need to show people mm. you need to to get the mm-hmm. feedback in order to to have a reason to do the next one. Mm. Now, I do hope that Jane uh, takes up the some of the workshop packs or some of the projects that we've mm. got. Mm. I think she work, might well do that because obviously she was inspired by what uh, she saw. Yeah. And uh, she... But I think I've answered her question pretty well and there's nothing wrong at all with the way she's been thinking. No. Absolutely not. And do let us know how you get get on, Jane. It'd be lovely to hear from you again. Mm. So we'd, we'd be we'd love to. Um, Thanks for the great question. Yes, absolutely. The next one we have is from Wendy, and she says, Colin, "Hi, Colin. I thoroughly understand what you mean about the meditative meditative state while doing artwork. I very often look at my finished pictures and think, did I really do that? It's like being in a flow of energy that is." very therapeutic and is a reflection of your soul so mm. she well there you are you see that completely agrees. reinstates doesn't it what we've been saying and and i'm sure wendy's not alone i'm sure a lot of lot of people out there would have that same feeling and that same viewpoint mm. it uh, it's great that uh, we have confirmation of that from another source yeah it's yeah it's great and it's so true and i can relate that as well to when you really get into a role in acting, when you're really into the zone, you, you do just lose yourself. Mm, mm. And the moment, you know, there are obviously moments when you kind of, you flick into the real world, you flick into, and it, and that's when you you mess your lines up and, you know, you, <laughs> yes. you know that's when, that's when it, you know, it, it goes wrong and you have to stay focused. But 
Well, one of the things I think you, you said to me right early on, and I think it was you were told this by one of your directors early on, stay in character. Whatever you do and whatever happens, stay in the character. Yeah. Do you remember you telling me that? Yeah. This was your first production, oh, I believe. Probably, yeah. And uh, that stuck with you, didn't it? Because you brought that up several times. Mm, you do. So how important a bit of advice was that? Mm. I mean, it goes without saying. As you as you do, you should you should know your character so well that even if you fluff your line or whatever, you should be able to carry on in a scene normally. Mm. You know, and an ad lib will get around it or work yeah. your way around it. You should be that confident with it. But I it, I completely understand. I think it goes for any art form um, that you completely you can lose yourself. But it's it's great to hear other people say that art is a sort of meditative. Um, mm. form and it, it keeps you know it keeps you relaxed and things like that so that's that's a great so thanks for that Wendy next one we have is from Dale and he says uh, I'm almost done with the white horse and I have a question is your color shaper soft and what size is it well so. this is interesting and it's given me an opportunity to explain a bit about color shapers mm. there are three different grades of color shaper the there's a white which is generally used for a pastel that's soft pastel. There's the grey, which is generally used for uh, watercolour. It can be used for watercolour. It's moving watercolour around. Oh, I'm actually applying it. That's interesting. And, yeah, and also for what we do, it's ideal for the harder pastel. Uh, that is pastel pencils and stick pastels. And then you've also got the black. And black is used primarily for clay. Right. So those are the three grades that you have, and our one is the grey, so it's the medium strength, and it's the chisel end, because you have round ones and square ones and all funny shaped ones, actually. Mm. Uh, they come in all sizes, um, but ours, the chisel end, is ideal. So it's it's quite, I would say it borders between soft and medium. It, it's kind of like... It's flexible because when people look look at it when I'm working and they see it on YouTube or or a member site, it, it flexes it it moves around, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it it's bendy, isn't it? Out. But it is actually brilliant at it. And what I do, if I wanted to use the colour shaper with a little more rigidity, what you see me do sometimes is move it onto the side, onto the edge. Yes. Instead of having the flat part, I use it onto the edge, and that gives you a slightly stronger. Uh, you know, effect. It gives you a slightly a sort of more pointed area as mm. well for more specific kind of mm. uh, areas, isn't it, as well? That's right. That's right. So it's a wonderful tool. I wouldn't be without it now. Mm. I'd give up. If they stop making them, I'd give up. <laughs> really? I, I really would. I, I wouldn't be able to get on without them now. I mean, you could say, well, you could use paper blender, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. A colour shaper. When I first, I think I've probably mentioned this before. If I haven't, I'll mention it now. I had a question about oh, 10 years ago, or maybe a bit more than that, at one of my demonstrations. It was in Hertfordshire or that area. And somebody got up and said, Colin, what do you think of the, the colour shape, you know, the flexible bendy things, or the worst of that effect? And my answer was, don't like them. 
Now, would you believe that? I said, I don't like them. No, they, they actually, what they do, this is my answer, me talking. Yeah. What they actually do is over-blend. And uh, so I'm afraid uh, I wouldn't use them. Now, what about a change of heart, eh? <laughs> we had to go back on that, didn't you? You went back on your words. <laughs> yeah. So that chap, if ever he sees me again, say, do you know what you said about those colour shapes? Well, you said you'd give up if they stopped making them. <laughs> Well, no, actually, at that particular time, I was using the paper blender and I really felt that the, the colour shaper was, in fact, uh, something you should be avoided. And one of the reasons for it is they were several of my class members, because I was doing the classes at then, they used to bring them in and try them and they used to make a real hash of it right. because... It overblend, you know, and it, it completely ruined it. And I found that it, it, it was something, and I told all the class members, don't use them, <laughs> take them away, leave them at home. <laughs> the class. And now, now we, <laughs> yeah. So isn't it? It's wonderful how something then, and I've just said that I wouldn't do without it. Yes. So, well, what change of heart is that? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Everyone get one now. <laughs> oh yes. Well, everyone's got one now, right? I think we sell a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, oh, they're, right. they're available on the store if, if if anyone hasn't got one, but they are available from the it's store. It's a must. A must. Yeah. Folks. Despite what I said ten years ago, it's a must. <laughs> okay. The next one we have is water, and don't worry if you haven't got your answer here because I've got some. I've got. I've got what you what you say back. So, um, hi, Colin. What watercolor paints? for the AR Quinton palette, do you recommend? Ah, right. Well, this this was interesting because I don't... I, it has been aired on our YouTube. Actually, if anybody's uh, seen the watercolour on YouTube, I think it was aired on that. But I don't think I did on the... What, the watercolour uh, YouTube you channel? Know. The what? The watercolour Made Easy channel. I think I did. I think it was aired on that. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I have got them there. Do you want to read them out? This is the palette. Have, you, have you got them or do you want me to read them? Oh, you read them. I can't okay. remember them still. Okay, so you've got black, Van Dyke brown, um, I can't say this one, Cad, cadmium. Cadmium. <laughs> cadmium red. Uh, actually, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Burnt sienna, raw umber, ultra ultramarine, uh, Payne's grey, cadmium yellow, yellow ochre, lemon yellow, sap green, light flesh, but you've also said that you use a Chinese white occasionally for mixing a raw colour. Yeah, I, I, that's not as in, in palette form. What that I have that as a tube. Yeah. Sometimes, and people have seen me do this, when we have a, a watercolour and I want a paper to put a ripple on the water, then I use a little bit of raw Chinese white and I'll just drag that on. It's like a finish. You can't, you can't paint over that because mm -hmm. it will just emulsify. But you can use it to very, very good effect. And I have done it many, many times. You'll see it if you... Follow the watercolors channel or my watercolor work. Well, actually, that's you know, I'm glad we sort of brushed on that. Um, we don't do anything. Well, we haven't done anything for a while on that watercolor channel because it sort of um, we focus on pastel pencils. But we do have a, a separate YouTube channel called Watercolor Made Easy. So if anyone's interested in in viewing some watercolor tutorials, then you can through the watercolor site, mm -hmm. watercolor mm -hmm. channel, um, and where where 
possibly there may be somewhere uh, a bit m- more expansion of of the colours and the palette that. that yes, if, if people out there want more watercolour, they've only got to say. I mean, I, I'm I'm more than happy to you know expand the watercolour work because um, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I'm going back to roots, aren't I? After all, yeah. I never want to lose sight of the fact that this is a pastel pencil. I mean, that, that's the number one and will always will be. Mm. But watercolour is a nice, easy... No, it's not easy. Sorry. That's the wrong word to use. It's not easy. Doing watercolour is not easy. But once you get used to, and my way of doing it, it's easier than the sort of traditional wishy-washy kind of watercolour, yeah. which does depend on... And that sounds as though I'm decrying it. I'm not. It's very, very good. I love the very light watercolour work. But it's much, much more difficult to do, mm. whereas ours is the build-up that we do, like pastel pencils. Mm. It actually is much easier. As people doing the Quinton picture, the new Quinton cottage, would will find out. Yeah. Well, the, um, the watercolour poll that I put up on the members site it was sort of a bit split um there was more people that did want watercolor but because I we, I sort of sounded people out about that just to see if people do want more, more watercolor but do do let us know send send us an email and just or write mm. a message on Facebook just saying you know want to see more watercolor because we you know we we've still got that channel up and there's you know people people have subscribed to it but there's, yeah. there's nothing recent on there no that's right no, Sorry. and there is a YouTube uh, clip I think that I uh, somewhere with the wishing well or, or the water well, and that that did watercolor, and then pastel pencils, and that was on. I'm sure that was on YouTube. We put that on YouTube. Yeah, Just, I, I think that's that's on. So YouTube they channel. can find that. Yes, it's all there. Um, let's move on to the final one then for today uh, from Claire Carter. Hi, Colin. I am currently working on a very pale yellow Labrador with a pinkish slash blackish nose. Could you please give me some idea of the colours I should use to portray the pinkish colour in the nose? Yes. The the thing you've got to do here is think grey. Whenever you're working on a colour that... I mean, the Labrador, I don't know what colour... Did did you say what colour the Labrador was? Pale Labrador. Yellow Labrador. Yellow. Okay, great. Great. Um, you've got to think grey. Now, in the case of a, a pale, uh, yellowy, ochre Labrador, I would say that you would use the 270. That's the light grey. Now, why you, why do you do that? Well, if you put the harsher ochres directly onto the nose, you'll find that that will be... Uh, it would be too severe. The colour would become too severe. Now, by putting the grey on first... It kind of acts like a base, and it acts like a neutralising colour. To that, you can add virtually whatever you like. And I would say, in that case, I would use pink, and maybe a little bit of this. There's a colour called 169, uh, Caput Mortem. It's a funny old name, that mm-hmm. is. But it's a great colour, and that's another colour that would go brilliantly with the uh, kind of uh, colouring of the dog. So... 169, pink, doesn't matter which. So always start with 132. That's the lighter flesh pink. And then you can always darken it with 131 or 189 if you if you want to. But start with the lighter colours. Always creep up on things like that because mm. the nose is a very, very important part of the picture. And if you get it wrong, 
and I've seen some wrong noses in my time, uh, <laughs> then it doesn't work and, and you'll have a big problem. <laughs> there you go. Well, you won't if you follow that advice. So thanks for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't give any more colours because I, I'm not looking at a picture particularly. Yeah. But I, I, I can... That is a safe way of going about it during a grey. Now, if we were looking at a black Labrador, for instance, we probably I would probably say use 230, and then you'd be using 233 on top of it, because that is cooler, and that would be a cooler colour, because if you're using a black Labrador, generally speaking, you're putting Payne's grey in it or you're putting blue in it. Right. So, therefore, it would you know, you'd have a nose that uh, will match, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, Claire goes on to say, many thanks. Love listening to your podcast. The announcer on ITV4 sounds very like Steve. <laughs> is it him? <laughs> um, is it you, Steve? I'm, sorry, it... I'm very sorry to say that it isn't me. Oh. <laughs> I wish it was. Um, I would definitely not turn down a job at ITV4 um, <laughs> doing their announcing. Um, I have done a little bit of voiceover work, um, but nothing crazy. I... I've done a voice for and um, and I'd, yeah, I'd love to. Maybe maybe I should approach ITV and um, <laughs> and just say that if they ever need a double for if he's ill, um, <laughs> I, I'll step in quite happily. <laughs> yes, that, that did make me laugh. Uh, but it shows you that uh, people are listening and listening to your voice and listening to that, and there you go. Um, you wouldn't have had time to do it anyway, would you, Steve? Uh, well, I'm sure I would have oh, found would time for to? ITV. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out. I'm sure I could squeeze them in somehow, maybe in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but not at the expense of podcasts or our site. Oh, no, of course You're not. too valuable to us, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, so that's, that's concluded our episode for this week. So um, all that's really left to say that if you have a moment... Um, it would be great if you could write us a little review on iTunes, if you can, and rate us out of five stars because it boosts us up the rankings, which is all good. Um, and obviously you can visit the YouTube channel, uh, for Dad's YouTube channel, for some free videos, over 200, well over 200 now, uh, free videos. Uh, it's youtube.com slash colin1940 or visit Dad's website, colinbadlyart.co.uk, or share your artwork on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash colin1940. And if you've got a question that you want us to mention, you can email it straight to Dad um, via his email address, which is colin at bradleygallery.co.uk. And if you put in the subject line podcast, we will read out your question on the show. And that's it. Have you got anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Uh, I think I'll leave whatever I've got for next week. Leave something for next week this evening. Yes, I think. I think um, next week we'll do a studio one because I'm popping oh, down be nice. to see my old theatre school's school show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's their school show next week, so I want to pop down and 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 see them all and see how they're getting on. Great. Oh, so, good. I'll well, be down. Well, you, you have a good week because you, you've got an exciting one and we'll, we'll hear all about it next thank time. You. And you too. And not forgetting the listeners, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. That's it for this week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Maybe I could be an announcer on ITV4. Come on, give us a sample. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up now on ITV4 is... Uh, <laughs> what are they... Uh, 
What are they showing ITV for? Oh, forget it, mate. <laughs>